This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Good morning. This is Mariah. Hi, it's Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing okay. How are you, Mariah? I am doing good. I'm I'm just happy that we survived all the snow here in Scottsville, Kentucky last week. Wasn't it so much fun? I love the snow. Uh, I do not love <laughs> the snow. You got trapped in your driveway, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I was like, I'm going to, I've never had a garage. I've had carports, but I've never had a garage. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to park my little beat up Pontiac in the garage so it'll be safe. And I couldn't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Poor you. Yeah. Yeah. We were stuck there for a few days and then we opened up one day of the week and you couldn't get out. And I felt so sorry for you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just taking a personal day, a mental health day, because I yeah. was literally <laughs> the week before my daughter had come in contact with COVID. Mm-hmm. So luckily we did not get it, but we were right. in quarantine. Right. So then the snow hit and she had went to her dad's before the snow. So I'm literally isolated in my home with two <laughs> cats, a guinea pig and a dog. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so these were my best friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> the poor animals and my dog, he really he's having a hard time with me coming back to work. When mm-hmm. I come home, he's attached to me. I can't my kitchen is very, very tiny. And I turn around and he's right there at the back of my knees. And I'm like, you need this mommy. <laughs> yeah. Well, during but, all that snow time, were you able to do any reading or anything? Yes, actually. And, and of course I'm, I'm one of those horrible library employees. I, I don't typically like to, to visually read. Mm-hmm. I, my concentration is really <laughs> slight, but I do like listening to audiobooks because you know, too. Yeah, and I paint, <laughs> and when I clean the house or cook, I've always got an audiobook, which kind of sometimes freaks my daughter out because <laughs> my I do like <clears throat> a little murder mystery, mm-hmm. you know, in my stuff. Yeah, but actually, um, I I do sometimes like to dabble in the young adult. Oh yeah, they're a lot. They're a lot of fun. Oh, yes. And Miss D here at the library, she was like, you really need to check out April Henry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK. And there was this little mini book series called Point Last Scene. And it's about these um, high school students who are in like a junior rescue squad. Okay. Yeah. And I guess that's the best way to describe it, because that's what we have here. Okay. And they yeah, and they go out and they help in search parties. And it's just these three different kids from three different social backgrounds, economic backgrounds. But they are really good friends. And, and of course, each book, there's a murder. Oh, okay. Yeah, and somehow or another, in each book, these children are tied into this case. And they were excellent. I It was... A little mature, okay. Or I think I, I don't think someone over third or like under thirteen. Not because there was any 
uh, sexual content or anything like that. Just the the maturity of the children themselves. Right. They were like yeah, that's something whenever I'm because I work in the children's department and usually my kiddos are 12 and under. And when they're getting to 10, you know, 12, especially if they're strong readers, right. I want to encourage them to read something that's on or above their reading level. Exactly. And, and that's when you have to really get the parents involved and be like, you may want to preview this just so that you know, you know, what the content's going to be because it will be more mature in the young adult section. Exactly. Because and and what I'm really admiring about young adult nowadays is these authors are really taking on a lot of subjects that kids are facing today. We have, Mm -hmm. you know, all the transgender issues, all the Black Lives Matter issues, you know, all these all these things that kids are facing that I know 30 years ago, I I was pretty oblivious to. Right. And I so think all, I think all of us were. I think it, all of us were oblivious to that. Exactly. In the last 15, 10 years, things have really started to explode. And I've got a 15 year old that's she'll talk <laughs> to me about stuff. And I'm like, it's like I'm talking to one of my adult friends. Yeah. And and it, it I admire her. But mm-hmm. also scares me. <laughs> bet. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Like I've got this little baby on the way and I cannot imagine teenage years. Like <laughs> I've got a stepson who's 10 and he's already starting to show signs of just, you know, being a brat. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Where'd my baby go? <laughs> but the good thing, because I've had a son and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just love your boys. Because yeah. I know you're expecting a boy. Yeah. And just love your boys. Because I want them to treat, you know, any everybody, women, men. Yeah. I want them, I just want them to treat them well and with respect. And exactly. So, and that's uh, where they're gonna learn it is at home. I hope so. So well, what did you read? well look at us. Look at us trying to segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very it. good at it. No, you're okay. <laughs> I have been reading a couple of different books and I just finished one by Celeste Ng. It's called Everything I Never Told You. And it's um, got four or five different characters that you'll follow in the book. And sometimes when I'm reading a story and it's got several characters, it's hard for me to keep up with what's going on. But Celeste did such a great job of making sure that everybody had their own voice in a really profound way. Okay. And it was just really good. I wish at the end it would have given me a little bit more closure on some of the things that happened with one of the characters. And I'm not going to go into any detail at all because you will lose the meat and the grit of the story. Um, But it's basically about this family and, you know, white girl in college meets this uh, Asian American professor and he's very young. He's an intern and okay. they end up falling in love. And so, you know, the white lady, um, her I forget her name off the top of my head, but she, you know, is raised in this really dominant home where the mother wants her to be successful, go to college, but also get married and have a really, you know, strong family. Uh-huh. But the mother's idea of marriage is not her marrying somebody that doesn't look like her. And so, no. you know, when, when it's time for, you know, her to meet her future husband, the mom goes off and they don't talk for eight years. Oh my gosh. And the next time she sees her mother is when she's in her casket. Like it is just heartbreaking. And oh, every, is. you know, I just can't imagine. No. So every character in this book has got 
issues and problems. But at the end, it's a beautiful telling that, yeah, tragedy has happened and tragedy has occurred, but it's up to us to really stand up for what we believe in and go on with life. You know, we can't be stuck in what everybody wants us to believe and say and do. Right. Uh, and, and it's just really, really good. So I would highly recommend Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. And she spells her last name N-G. So yes. I had to look that up. I mean, that's one of the most common names in the world. But I wow. just to make sure. Did you know that? Like, it is. I did not <clears throat> know. I know when I shelved it for the first time, I'm like, it, my brain was playing tricks on me. I was like, right. it, where does this go? And I'm like, Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> so the way how I found out is I got on Instagram and I was, you know, posting a little picture of me, you know, finishing this book. Right. And um, I said, everything, you know, just finished this book by, and I looked her name up and her handle on Instagram is at pronounced I-N-G. <laughs> and I thought oh. that was perfect. I thought that I- was Perfect. Because honestly, I wouldn't have known how. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, how would you even say yeah. this? <laughs> now, was she the same author that wrote Big Little Lies? She did. I know she did Little Fires Everywhere. I would have okay. to look up for the other one. Yeah. Uh, but Little Fires Everywhere was probably one of the most popular reads last year, I believe. Yes. The, it, it, it seems like there was a few books that kind of, and it, it and the catch was there was all these little stories, mm-hmm. but they were neatly and and properly tied together. So mm-hmm. at the end of it, you're like, okay, you yeah. Know? And I think that's why I really like Karen Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Is she she'll do that? Of course, she's gritty and, and yeah, <laughs> she's rough. Yeah, but uh, rough in a good way. But mm-hmm. she um she does that. She has a bunch of little stories. And then by the end of it, you're like, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I've got a quote. Can I tell you a quote? Real yes. Fast? I love quotes. Okay. This will segue into our, you know, our meat and, our meat and cheese part of the yes. uh, podcast. <laughs> so it's a quote and it's by Marcus Tullius Cesario. And it's, if you have a garden and a library, you have everything you need. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? And my next tattoo, Amanda, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Perfect. Now, that might take up a lot of space, Mariah. You might that need to might. make this. <laughs> so we're talking about gardening, gardening yes. and things. So March is almost here. St. Patrick stays oh. around the corner. Everything's going to be green yes. and not so brown. So I'm so excited. <laughs> No, and I've had a lot of experience with gardening in the past. Yes. Um, we've got a greenhouse at the farm, and we start our seeds, and we had some success selling slips. And we have these huge gardens every mm-hmm. year. And I know you've been getting into container gardening. Yes, you have been my inspiration. Oh, thank you. Past, you're welcome. The past few summers, you're like, okay, so we're, we've done this, and we're doing this, and I'm like. I want to do that. (laughs) And of course, when everything shut down last spring, we were really in in a historical time in our lives. Like, I didn't know what we were going to be going into. Yeah. And I needed, because of course, we were working from home and I needed something to nurture. Yeah. You need something that you could see succeed because everything was not succeeding around here. (laughs) And I felt so helpless and useless just sitting at home because I'm not a sewer. I wasn't one of those ladies making the mask and all Mm -hmm. that. So I'm 
one day. And we had, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but we had the most beautiful summer last year. We like, did. The temperatures were almost perfect. And yes, it was just a time to be outside. It, it really was. And, and it, there were some hot days, but I don't ever remember it being so hot that I was like, I can't, I just cannot. Yeah, it was, it was just beautiful. Yes. And so I, I got up one day and I'm like, I'm going to do something. So I put my mask on and I ran to the dollar store and I, I bought up this potting soil and pots and, and I'm like looking for the dollar, you know, pot. Cause of course I didn't have any, cause this was just spur of the moment. So I didn't, I hadn't been saving up coffee cans or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went down to Reagan's flower lot. Yeah. And I just bought a bunch of tomatoes and peppers and, and things like that. I got some rosemary from you and yeah. So I was super excited and it actually, I actually produced vegetables and I was so excited. And we actually did a short um, YouTube video for the library mm-hmm. on it. So this year I am now, I, I told y'all last year in that video, I'd be in the country and I am. And you are. And I, yes. And yes. Greenhouse. Yes. In a greenhouse. So, I mean, I'm, it matches my newly developed green thumb. Yeah. And um, so I'm going to, I'm going to venture out and this is actually going to be a small video mini series for the library. I'm going to make a spiral herb garden. Herbs are so fun. Now they yes. are, they are delicate. Sometimes like if you get the lavenders and things, You're I right. have a really hard time getting them to produce. Well, but if you have like, those hearty basils and cilantro, right. like it's so fun to watch them grow. Now they're going to be in the spiral garden. My lavender is actually, <laughs> Miss Chelsea at the library is remodeling a house and she's like, Hey, do you want some old tires? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so my lavender, I'm actually going to plant in one of those tires. We all so, work together, even outside the building. Don't yes, we? <laughs> we do. And she's, and there's like some old brick and I'm like, Hey, yeah, I need that brick for my spiral <laughs> garden. And she's like, come get it. Yeah. So, um, what I'm going to do is just maybe five, 10 minutes, step-by-step as I build this herb garden and plant it, I'm going to make a little video series. Okay. Yes. But I'm also, I'm so excited because a friend of mine did the palette. Oh, I love the palette gardens. Yes. So Mm. I'm going to do some of those with Mm. my tomatoes and my peppers and that, and you again, inspiration. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant some uh, lettuce. Some lettuce romaine. is so good. My favorite lettuce to grow is the black seeded Simpson. It's really hearty, but it's also pretty crispy. Ooh. And then if you want something to like blend with your lettuces or the mm-hmm. butter crunch, and it's really yummy. It's kind of more delicate, but it's like velvet on your tongue. It's so Ooh. good. And so I- good. In a minute, I'm going to have you write that down. <laughs> I will. I will. We'll include these notes, too, in the uh, note part of the podcast if y'all want to go back and look at anything. Yeah. So so what is what's happening with your your garden and your plans this summer? I know that you guys have got a baby coming. Yes. So in the past, we've always kind of started seeds rather early, and it's kind of, you know, 
not been the best situation when it comes to transplant. So we haven't started any seeds at all. Like usually I've got things that are about three inches tall by this time. Oh my goodness. I know, but like it just gets too big before it's time to transplant and the greenhouse gets taken over. And really all you need is six to eight weeks of just some really good growth. So we're going to start mid-March starting our seeds. Okay. And, um, we do everything. I mean, you name it, we probably will try to grow it in the greenhouse. <laughs> we have, though, we've had some disasters already. So, oh, with, no. it's, I mean, when you're going to be a gardener, you're going to have a lot of fun trying to fix things all the time. So the past <laughs> two years, our heating element, our, our unit in the greenhouse, most people will use like a wood heat. We've always used propane and yeah. our little oven, our little stove, little, it's like an infrared thing. The mice got into it over the winter (gasps) and they chewed everything into. And so we were like, well, let's just go to TSC and see if they've got another heater that we can purchase. They've already got things ready for the springtime and there are no heaters. No. (laughs) So we're going to have to get creative and we might just get an old potbelly stove and chop some wood and really do it, you know, the hard way. But that's okay. I mean, that is. It's okay. But I love growing. I love seeing, you know, something as tiny as a little bitty, like, end of your pencil lead seed. Yes. Grow into this huge plant that produces fruit and vegetables. I just, I think it is the most amazing thing. I'm going to try something. That, and and I don't know if I heard, I, it might have came from one of you guys up here at the library. I've already been saving my eggshells. Like Mm -hmm. when I crack it, I try to break off as little as possible. And I'm like trying to shake my yolk out of this opening and I'll clean the inside of my egg. And I'm going to start my seeds in those eggshells. That's perfect. Yeah. And then you you just break it up. Perfect. Because it's going to go ahead and decompose into that soil and make it so much richer and more nutritious for that plant. I've also, we're trying to get rid of the plastic usage at the farm because there's just so much plastic in the world, especially now with all the masks and everything. It's just everywhere. So we have in the past too made our own little pots out of newspaper and you can just put those right in the ground as well. As long as it's not like the the color coded or right. that as long as it's just, you know, regular newspaper, right. and it'll, it'll, you know, do its thing in the soil as well. And it adds that nutrition value to that plant. So yeah, I know, I know wow. last, I know last year we planted the entire garden in one evening and we finished the last <laughs> seed and we covered up the last hole at five o'clock in the morning. I remember, I remember the, the pictures. You remember you're that? Like, yeah. You're so, like, we are done. <laughs> I'm due to have this baby in May, which is uh. going to be the time when we'll be transplanting the seeds to the garden. So I'm going to be like, good luck boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have my feet propped up on the golf cart while y'all do all the work this year. (laughs) You just be handing stuff off to him like, here you go. (laughs) Well, real quick, we're going to run out of time before we even know what we're doing. Have you read any books on gardening? I can't remember if you had said you did or not. I dabble. Like I'll, I'll, of course, our selection here is amazing on, Mm -hmm. you know, in gardening. And as I, and it's usually when I'm shelving things, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is so I'll I read sections. Yeah. I don't, t- you know, 
That's okay. I've read a couple and the one that I just finished is called the $64 tomato. And honestly, like I can see where our plants are probably $64 a piece because of all the work and the stuff that you put into it. Right. So there's this man, his, it's a, it's a memoir. It's uh, his name is William Alexander. And it's <laughs> the little subtitle is called how one man nearly lost his sanity, spent a fortune and endured the existential crisis in the quest for the perfect garden. Bless and it goes, arm. I know it's pretty bad. Like it goes on and on. And he's like, they've got this huge space in the backyard, but they don't want a cookie cutter garden. They don't want, right. you know, squares and rectangles. They want everything to flow with the land. And oh, flow. No. I mean, you know, they're really going all out. <laughs> and it says, Here's just some of the things that they had to deal with. Um, life and death battles with groundhogs, webworms, weeds, oh. and weather. And then you have the midnight expedition in the dead of winter to dig up fresh time because you've got to pick it at the right time. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's skirmishes with the neighbors who feed the vermin, which is the deer who want to feed on his garden. Right. And you have to think about your vacation times. Like is when I take vacation, is it time to harvest this, this, and this? And I remember a personal experience. This has been years ago where I was fixing to go to Florida and my cucumbers were due to pick that week. So I had a friend go and pick my cucumbers <laughs> for me, wrap them up in paper towels and put them in the bottom of the refrigerator. Just so when I got back from Florida, I would have cucumbers <laughs> to make pickles. <laughs> something all the time so after he does all this evaluating of all the money spent on the landscaping the the the, the good nutrition the fertilizers right. everything, he has come to the conclusion that he has grown these brandy wine tomatoes and each one is costing him about 64 dollars to grow no <laughs> But as any gardener will tell you, it says you can't put a price on the unparalleled pleasures of providing fresh food for your family. So it is a really fun and intriguing read. And I mean, it's just honest. I mean, right. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. Gardening is hard, <laughs> but you know where your food's coming from. Right. And I think that in itself is worth a lot. And and if you do like a lot of us do, like people are constantly giving away pallets. People yes. always have containers. Start yes. I've started a compost to help mm -hmm. with my, my nutrition. So you can do so much for oh, free. For sure. Like we yes. do we have the greenhouse and that is, you know, an expense, but everything else that we do is from free materials or just yes. hard work. You know, it's we 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 do not spend a lot of money in the garden itself. Right. And I don't think anybody has to or should. No, no, no way. But bless his heart. <laughs> funny and then there's one more thing yes. in the children's department because that's where I work over here there is a book by Joanna Gaines so Chip and Joanna I'm yes. sure a lot of you have heard of them well this is by Joanna Gaines and her kids and it's called we are the gardeners and when I read this book every time I read it I've had to buy a copy for Silas the new baby because Aww. I just love it and I cry every time because it's like I've lived this life of Failure after failure after failure, you know, trying to make this work, this garden work. And then when it does, it just does. And right. it's just the neatest and sweetest thing. So I love that. 
Oh, we are the gardeners by Joanna Gaines. I will need to read that to my adult story you hour should. group. Yes. It's really, really good. Well, it looks like we're at that time in our episode. So. Yes. One more quote I'm going to say, and then I'll be yes. quiet. We'll end it with this. How about okay. that? That sounds wonderful. It's a Chinese proverb, and it says, a book is like a garden carried in the pocket. Oh, see, you're so wonderful. I love you so much. I love gardening. I just love getting my hands dirty. And I mean, it's not a sexy profession at all. No, I'm looking for my overalls right now. I'm going to be Weezer of Halifax. I'm serious. Like that is just what, and you know, you get your big hat and you've got your big gloves. And I mean, you're going to have, I I used to, I would get manicures every week. Mm -mm. I haven't got a manicure in four years because do it. Once I am with painting, I'm like, once I get down, especially oil, I'm like, forget it. (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful doing this episode with you, Miss Amanda. You miss Mariah. And I hope that we see you next week or I guess two weeks, won't we, for the next podcast episode? Yes. Yes. All right. We'll see you next time among the stacks. Yes. Goodbye. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.